Welcome back, everyone. It's Thursday, August 24th. I uh, want to welcome everyone to the daily podcast for NYU grad Substack. I'm actually recording this uh, while the market's open. There's about 12 minutes to go, and I thought uh, we were going to kind of just uh, stay consistent with where we were at at 3.30, but selling has accelerated in the last 15 minutes. Uh, the Dow is now down 341 points. The ES is down 57 points. The NQ is down 324 points, down 2%. The Russell or RTY uh, futures is down 24 points. And NVIDIA is pretty much um, back to where it was pre-earnings at 473 prior to the earnings pop on Wednesday, it was at 471. So we have pretty much lost the entire pop from that massive earnings release. Um, I'm going to do things a little bit differently, but I'm going to cover breath in a second. Today is August 24th. If you're not a sports uh, fan or if you don't follow basketball specifically, or if you have never heard of Kobe Bryant, Today is Mamba Day. So uh, just real quickly as a background, obviously Kobe Bryant is no longer with us through that uh, tragic accident with the helicopter and those families that perished. But he wore the numbers number 8 and 24 as a Laker. So uh, today is August 24, 8 24. Uh, and any uh, Kobe Bryant fans pretty much out there will celebrate today as Mamba Day and I'm gonna post uh, a video of Kobe Bryant explaining in a brief video what Mamba mentality is I'm a big Kobe Bryant fan not for just his on-court athleticism and what he's accomplished but I actually started out as a Kobe Bryant hater you know I'm old enough to have grown up uh, as a Knicks fan, having to suffer through all those years of Michael Jordan just preventing the Knicks from winning a championship. And I've actually seen Michael Jordan play at Madison Square Garden multiple times. So when this young kid, Kobe Bryant, comes into the NBA and is like, oh, I'm, I'm the next Jordan, I'm going to be better than Jordan, I just love to hate that guy, you know. And over the years... Uh, he earned my respect. Um, there's just a lot of moments in his career where he should have faded into obscurity, right? Like um, w one of his rookie seasons, in his rookie season uh, in the playoffs, uh, he had shot multiple air balls against the Utah Jazz during the playoffs, and they got eliminated. And when you think about when athletes or when just us people, humans, uh, peak for most athletes, uh, professional athletes, I believe if you were to shoot four air balls in the playoffs and get eliminated as a rookie on the Lakers, that's probably the end of your career. Not so much so that, you know, uh, Jim Buss or the Lakers organization would just totally trade him away, but just his internal psyche, right? Like that would have been an easy way, an easy moment in his career to say, oh, you know what? Maybe I'm not as good as what everyone thought I would be and just kind of fade into obscurity. He took that as a challenge and 
just started to climb this unsurmountable mountain. And that is the aspect of Kobe Bryant that I really love. Uh, and, you know, when you take a look at all aspects of our careers, our lives, being a good family member, a good husband, you know, a good parent, um, if you apply some of this Mamba mentality in your life, uh, you'll get positive results. I guarantee it because I've, I've implemented it in my career, uh, in my work life, as well as in my personal life, health-wise. Uh, and he's, you know, that encouragement has is only going to lead to positive results. So just uh, if you don't believe me, watch the video, apply one of the few things that he incorporates one thing that I'll kind of uh, contextualize is practice, right? Like, I've never done a podcast, right? I'm an introvert at heart, but internally, I wanted to share something. I knew I had built some knowledge that I knew that the financial audience could benefit from, and I was scared to death of creating a podcast. Uh, so I started out with just a Substack. I started out with just a Twitter account and just started to use text as my medium. But deep inside, I, I definitely wanted to reach out via audio and kind of uh, use the platform to grow the audience. And I was afraid, you know, I'm nervous. And I said, you know, let me try. Let me start, you know, I started coming out with all these excuses not to do it. Oh, I don't have a podcast logo that will look good on Apple Podcasts. I don't have this. I don't have that. I don't have an intro. Uh, I don't have an outro. And I just started to delay. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to apply Mamba mentality to my Substack. And I just stopped making excuses and I just started to move. I started to move forward uh, and practice. And if you feel uncomfortable, he always says, you have to practice. If you practice something a thousand times, that nervousness will go away. And I'm already seeing that in myself with the podcast. So that's just some context of how you can apply this in your own uh, lives. So going back to the markets, it is now 354 New York. The Dow is down 345. ES is down 55 points um just looking at my phone here because i'm doing this real time but yeah we're closing near the lows and we've pretty much eaten up all the gains on on the uh nvidia pop but let's go ahead and um look real quickly at breath numbers again it's 355 five minutes to go things might change but we're looking at roughly 79 new highs uh, and 287 new lows. Uh, 23% were advancing today on, on the shares and 73% were declining. We now have 72% on the Amex, NYSE, and NASDAQ trading under the 50-day moving average. If you recall yesterday's session, we were uh, just under 70%. So things have deteriorated here a little bit. Uh, when you take a look at the sector groups, uh, oh man, it's not good. Everything is red. I, I, I would expect at least some defensive sectors to go green, but that's not the case here. Uh, every sector is red. Um, you have the leading uh, loser today, technology, uh, which is flipped from the last session. 
We have communication services, the next uh, worst sector, industrials, healthcare, basic materials, consumer defensive, energy, consumer cyclical, utilities, real estate, financial. That's the order of redness in the sectors today. So how can that be? How can everything be red, right? So let's go ahead and take a look at the 10-year yield real quick. And I um, append yesterday that if the treasuries, I, I, I always felt like, you know, look, uh, I'll go through another uh, post on Substack about how stocks are sold. It was just so much hype around the NVIDIA earnings. I just was very weary. I thought, hey, let's take a close look at how treasuries react on Thursday. Let's see if the NVIDIA earnings is sold off, like sell the news. And sure enough, that's what happened today. Yields increased back to 4.23. Bonds obviously are going to decline. Um, and that is of much more importance to the overall economy and the markets than NVIDIA. NVIDIA, as I mentioned, reported gangbuster earnings yesterday. I listened to the call. Uh, they're doing everything right as with regards to AI and regenerative AI. But this move uh, for you know NVIDIA, they've doubled it this year, and it's only August. So I don't know if the price has gone ahead of itself, but the entire move for NVIDIA has, after earnings, has already uh, reversed. So right now, with three minutes to go, NVIDIA is at 473, and again, it was at 471 before the earnings pop. Um, Giving some more context here, um, so, you know, one of the things I noted on Substack yesterday was, just quoting myself, tomorrow everyone will be talking about NVIDIA and Jackson Hole. No one will be talking about how yields fell on Thursday, uh, on Wednesday, sorry. That gave more tailwinds intraday than any anticipation of NVIDIA. And that's kind of what played out today. Um, at 9 a.m., I also uh, sent out a Substack note, watch yields today and how NVIDIA finishes the day. Um, earlier in the session, yields were spiking to 4.2. Uh, Bullard from the Fed said, you know, reaccelerating U.S. economy could prompt higher rates, right? So I don't think the market is appreciating uh, or believing that the Fed can hold rates this high for longer, right? Like no one in their um, imagination can can believe that we're going to have seven and a half, 30-year mortgage rates for the next year and a half, two years, three years. No one can imagine that the Fed raises their rate to 6%. Um, so these are things that are still possible. Uh, everyone is hoping that, you know, yay, like, you know, inflation has been uh, defeated. Let's go back to... 2% Fed funds rate or whatever, 0% Fed funds rate. I think everyone is hoping for that. I think the, uh, people are going to be very disappointed. Um, so around lunchtime, I noticed that there was a bounce attempt, uh, but I also posted the chart of vol um, the volume up down for breath, as well as the advancing issues and declining issues. It was very, very weak. Uh, relative to the bounce. So I, I posted on Substack Notes, be, be wary, this little ramp here might not be real. And then sure enough, 
Uh, we started the sell-off in the afternoon, and right now the market is closed. Uh, just opening up real-time stats here versus the web browser. Yeah, we closed down 374 points on the Dow. Uh, we closed down 2.2% on the NQ and down 1.4% on the ES, which is the S&P futures. And NVIDIA closed at 471, uh, right where it was <laughs> before the earnings pop. So um, not good, not a good day whatsoever. Uh, what was strong? Guess, and I'm not asking you to guess, the actual company guess they make you know, apparel and jewelry. Um, mostly for, for women, I believe. I, I don't have anything guessed in my closet. Um, and what was weak? Uh, pretty much everything. Um, as I mentioned, all sectors are red. Uh, there was a lot of talk about the word shrink for retail. Shrink in uh, financial news speak means theft. Uh, people who are just literally walking into CVS, Walgreens, Nike, Rolex stores and just taking crap, right? Like stealing whatever they want. Um, and that's when uh, companies report. They say, hey, shrink was more than we expected. Um, Dollar Tree was very red. Sweetgreen was also um, selling off today. I guess people can't afford $20 salads every day. But uh, I still go at least once a week, so shout out to Sweetgreen. Uh, I'm just pulling up their charts to tell you where they finished. So when I go to uh, SG, is the ticker symbol. Uh, Sweetgreen closed today down, oh, okay, they closed down 1.38%. Um, so a little bit of selling there. DLTR is Dollar Tree. I know they were down big. Uh, they're down 12 12.9%, so almost 13%. Uh, Roku was also down today. They were trying to ramp and, and kind of bounce. Uh, Roku closed down 5.16% today. Coinbase also down. They were down 5.3%. Netflix was also down, I saw, 4.8%. Uh, uh, AI, the ticker symbol just AI, C3AI, they were down 11%. Uh, today and AMC, the last time I saw real time, they were down 25%. Um, but they, uh, yeah, I think I don't know. This is a misquote here on the slope charts. Let me just pull it up on my actual trading platform. AMC, it's pulling up, uh, closed down. Why am I not? 26% today. So, yeah. I never liked the CEO of AMC. I think he plays a lot of games with uh, the float and this ape crap. I think he's a totally deceitful CEO. Whoever trades AMC is just asking for trouble. Um, but that's it in a nutshell today. Uh, I think, you know, it was basically, uh, you know, a reversal of yesterday. They definitely sold the news on NVIDIA. And yields is still a story. It's going to be very, very important uh, what Jerome Powell says at his speech at Jackson Hole tomorrow. That will be at 10.05 a.m. Eastern Time. And I'm sure you'll be able to see it on YouTube uh, Live or Bloomberg or CNBC. It'll be everywhere. But right now, 
Uh, it's all about yields and how long the interest rates are going to stay this high. Uh, one other story that I also saw that I posted on Substack Notes, uh, Daniel DiMartino Booth uh, had uh, posted a very interesting data point or, or tidbit about housing and the source material um, was um, by Melissa Wright and uh, oh, I'm sorry Melody Wright I will link uh, her substack um, but basically what this research is showing is that I've been talking about home builders and how they have the whole market to themselves because if interest rates are seven and a half percent they're able to reduce the price of the house and offer the home buyer a locked in 5.5 percent rate um, another thing is if you don't know you may not know unless you shop for a new construction home like Lennar, Toll Brothers, etc. And I have looked for new home construction about uh, two years ago. And what happens is uh, there might be a lot that can you know sustain a thousand homes, but they don't release those thousand homes all at once. It, there's like phases. There's phase one they'll release 20 lots, right? And phase two, another 25, 30 lots. And they release them as demand starts to eat those up, right? Because if they flood the market with a 1,000 homes, the price is going to go down. So uh, what the home builders are able to do legally that buyers don't know about is let's say there's 20 homes, I don't know, in Austin that is almost move-in ready. Uh, rather than having to report those homes as inventory and then get taxed by the state for real estate taxes, they're going to try to wait till maybe till January of 2024 and say, oh, those you know, 25, 40, 50 homes right there, they're land. They're not real homes for sale. They're not inventoried homes that we're going to try to unload. We're just considering that as land. This way, they kind of try to avoid land tax, I mean, home taxes, real estate taxes. So I don't know if that's going to actually fly with local governments because they're, they're needing the tax revenue, right? So it'll be interesting to see next year if, you know, local and, you know, state governments are going to allow Beezer Homes, DR Horton, Toll Brothers to do all of this because they're sitting on 1.6 million homes that are in the backlog so i'm sure you know politicians are like chomping at the bit to tax the crap out of that to earn tax revenues so we'll see what happens there as well so uh that's it for me I, I'll, I'll post a link to uh, melody right substack uh, I, I highly recommend you check that out um and uh i'll also link the video for Adam Taggart's interview of Daniel DiMartino Booth today. Very good interview as well. Talks a, a little, mostly about macro, but a little bit of micro too. Uh, so I recommend that. So um, I'm recording this one early today. I'm still going to release it. Uh, when you hear it, it's going to be Friday morning. So have a great day. Uh, and the Friday session will come out sometime over the weekend. Uh, I saw um, more subscribers uh, come in, so thank you for subscribing. Welcome aboard. Uh, please uh, try to refer any of your friends or family that you think might benefit from the Substack, and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks a lot.